shows contains graphic and explicit content that may not be suitable for some listeners. Listener's discretion is advised. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell ride. (laughs) What's up, guys? Welcome to episode six, Booze with Booze. Y'all are our favorite booze, and we're, or I am, I am. This is still new. This is still new with me being semi by myself now. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But um, I'm your host, Lucia. Um, Today, we are doing episode six. Right, this is episode six. Um, Christmas edition. This will be released a, a few days before Christmas, but... Um, I don't know, actually. Maybe I'll release it on Christmas, but then not... I don't know. I'll figure it out. Uh, anyway, this is Christmas edition. Um, I have a lovely co-host again today, my best friend, Gabby. Um, okay, yeah. So I'm doing a folklore today. It is going to be pretty crazy. There is multiple stories in different countries. Mm-hmm. So, be ready to hear 30 different stories. God damn. <laughs> 30 different versions of the same story. Yeah. Oh, what's in our glass? Um, today, we're, I try to do like a Christmassy cocktail. So, it's uh, rye whiskey, Jack Daniels. Um, then we have, it's supposed to be um, cherry syrup, so like grenadine. Instead, I was an idiot when I was at Specs, and I... I was like, what the hell? What's cherry syrup? I could not think of it for the life of me. <laughs> so I ended up getting um, just uh, cranberry juice, which is still not even cherry. So that's... Yeah, it's still good. Yeah, I mean... well, I ended up, I tried it with the regular cranberry juice. And I was like, this don't taste right. So I did it with pink cranberry juice, and it tastes a lot better. So it's half squeezed lime, um, about an ounce to two ounces of rye whiskey, depending on how strong you want it. Mm-hmm. Top that off with um, club soda, and then add a splash of pink cranberry juice. And the pink cranberry juice makes it really good. We also splash a little bit of simple syrup to make it a little bit on the sweeter side. The so it's simple not... sor- syrup, I feel like, helped a lot. Yeah. Um, it, it was... I don't like whiskey, so it was really... Whiskey? Yeah, whiskey. Yeah, mine's, like, <laughs> mine's way darker than yours. <clears throat> Yeah, mine doesn't taste that bad though. So, um, we'll see how I feel by the end of this episode. <laughs> so, okay, let's start. Um, I am doing the folklore. Okay, so you're gonna have to like work with me a little bit because in each um region they kind of have different names. Pretty much the same name, but it's a little bit different. And I'm pretty sure if I read right. The, this name all came from, like, the Greek, um, form of, uh, I think I'm drunk already. <laughs> form of, I don't know, how they, I felt the same Whatever, way. whatever. Y'all know what the hell I'm trying to say, bro. Um, so, overall, they're called, work with me, Calaconzarios. Um, they're also kind of known as leprechauns. So, mm. just... They're not going to be like goblins, but they're closer to leprechauns. But they're the way they look is definitely not a leprechaun. Because, you know, leprechauns are like little dwarfs. Like little, they look like... Yeah, little, little evil people. dwarfs or whatever. Yeah. Um, 
But I'll get into the description and things like that because in certain um, towns, they uh, are not, they don't look the same. Oh, so each town they look. Yeah, everybody has their own image. Different, yeah. Right. So this is a folklore. Um, They are also subgrouped with goblins. They origin in Greece, Bulgaria, North Macedonia, Siberia, Turkey, Cyprus, Bosnia, don't know if I said that right. Bos- Bosnia. And <laughs> that's my dad, if anybody heard him about. Uh, he's in the he's background. Like, it's Bosnia. <laughs> dad, what is this word? <laughs> um, and Albania. Bania. <laughs> you didn't know Albania. Come on. Last night when I was researching this, I was like, Albania, Albania. I was like, I knew the word. And then now I'm just like, Albania. It's <laughs> not even an O in there. It's Bane. Okay. Um, so it is believed that the Calaconzarios stay underground sawing the world tree so it will collapse along with the earth. Dude, I really need to go back and read my notes before I'm actually reading them because <laughs> it's me, really bad. Let me read this line to you that is on my computer. It says, <laughs> it is believed that the Calaconzarios stay underground sawing the wood like W-O-U-L-D, tree, <laughs> so that it will collapse along with early. <laughs> wow. What the? <laughs> I know. With early? Yeah, I meant earth. I Come was typing on. too fast. Okay. So they are known to stay underground sawing the world tree so that it collapses along with earth when the earth um, demolishes or whatever. It is claimed that when they are about to saw the final part, they can come to the surface on Christmas Day. They forget the tree and they tear terrorize the mortals for about 12 days mm-hmm. so on january 6 when the sun starts moving again they must return underground and continue sawing the tree of life but as they were um on earth the tree basically reforms itself so when they go back underground it's basically like a brand new tree and they have to start all over again so why do they keep coming up to earth <laughs> their leprechauns are probably dumb and annoying i'm just kidding <laughs> they just want to like yeah, I don't, people. I don't know. I mean, it the Lord's claim to happen annually. So every year, apparently, they go, saw the tree, come back up on Christmas Day, and then stay up here, terrorize everybody for 12 days. I have, like, a hair on my arm. For 12 days. And then they go back underground. We got to do like, it all maybe over Maybe this time. Right. It won't. We got it. it. Won't, the tree won't rebuild itself. Right. Maybe they should, like, <laughs> make their time on Earth a little bit shorter. Maybe that might help them. I don't know. Um... So, there's no standard description of the Calaconzarios. There are regional variations as to how their appearance is described. Um, Some Greeks have imagined them with animal body parts, such as hairy bodies, horse legs, or boar tusk. Sometimes they are enormous, other times they are extremely tiny. So, Mm -hmm. it just, again, depends on where you're hearing the story from. Um, Other people see them as small, smelly-ass humans, so like... They stink really freaking bad. Like, their body odor is so deadly. It, it's, yeah, they it's, stink so bad it's deadly. Okay, you said it bad. Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm drunk. It's okay. Um, so, da-da-da-da. Many Greeks believe that they are mainly male, um, so there's really no females. Um, they also believe that they are tall, black, and hairy with burning red eyes. So, again, another description that's not really the same. Mm-hmm. They have either goat or donkey ears, mm-hmm. monkey arms, 
and tongues that are so big they hang out of their heads so they it doesn't even stay in their mouth yeah um yet the most common belief uh is that they're small black creatures mainly human but have long black tails they're said to resemble little black devils I don't know. That's how I was picturing it in my head. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to post pictures of, like, um, the old-time drawings of on the Instagram, on our Instagram. So, if you do want to see some of these, I mean, how I'm describing it is, like, a little hunchback human with either a short or long tail, mm-hmm. big ears, mm-hmm. like, hairy. Um, they all pretty much look like that. Um, they are mostly blind and speak with a lisp. So, I might be one. I just <laughs> <laughs> I am blind, and I sometimes have a lisp. <laughs> <laughs> and I stink. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to throw that in there. But. <laughs> Damn. All right. Uh, they love to eat frogs, worms, and other small creatures. So they don't eat any humans. So that's good. Um, so there are many different folklores. One is that they are believed to be creatures of the night. So, majority of these stories, they only come out at night. Once the sun comes up, they're not there. Mm -hmm. Um, There are many ways to, quote-unquote, protect yourself from the little devils. It is said that if you put a colander on your doorstep around the time that the Calicondros are supposed to surface, that it will distract them. Wait, what is that? The colander, it's like a strainer. You know, when you do pasta or something, and it has all those little holes in it? Okay. That's weird. Yeah, but it's it's funny. So, it's said that if you do this, that it will distract them. It's because apparently they're, like, really dumb. Mm-hmm. So, they can't count over the number two. Mm-hmm. So, when there's more than two, their holy number apparently is three. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> three was considered a holy number. And by pronouncing it, the, I'm just going to call them Callies because I don't want to keep saying the word. Pronouncing it... The Callies would kill itself. Uh, they would sit at the doorstep all night, counting each hole in the colander until the sun came up, and they were forced to hide again. Another method to protect yourself was to leave the fire burning in your fireplace all night. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming the fire probably scared them away. Yeah. Right. Some people would burn Yule, the Yule log for a duration of 12 days, so throughout the whole time that they were on Earth. Mm-hmm. I'm not. A, I was going to research what a Yule log was, but I didn't feel like it was that important, so... If you want to tell me what a Yule Log is, that'd be great. God, now I'm so curious. Um, we're going to take a few minute break. I'm just kidding. Uh, we'll come back. We'll come back at the end and say what that is. Okay. Um, in other areas, people would throw foul-smelling shoes into the fire, and the stench would be so bad, it would apparently turn the Callies away. So that's Don't they disgu- stink? Wouldn't their house smell? That is dis. I would not do that. Mm, I'd do the colander. No, thank you. <laughs> Um, another way was to include a black cross on your door on Christmas Eve and burning an incense next to it. Um, according to the legend, any child born within the 12 days of the Callies being surfaced was in danger of transforming into one. So the lore is that it's mainly men. So I'm assuming any boy that was born within the 12 days is going to be um, uh, in danger of transforming into one. Mm-hmm. Some ways to prevent this, people would wrap their babies in garlic or straw um, or singe the child's toenails. I don't know why the toenails. But... Singe? Yeah. Like, cut them? 
I don't know. <laughs> what is singe? I don't like. Oh, ew! Burn their so, toenails. We had to get that from my daddy on the side. <laughs> um, I guess burn, burn the toenails off. I. That sounds absolutely horrifying. <laughs> Jesus. I'd rather just wrap my kid in garlic. I wouldn't do anything. <laughs> if you're transforming, just, you're transforming. Yeah. You shouldn't be here. It's the Lord's will. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> other legends say that any child born on Saturday between the 12 days could see and talk with the Callies. One thing that differs the Callies with goblins and other creatures is that the Callies only appear 12 days of each year. So the goblins and like leprechauns and mm -hmm. other creatures, they apparently live on Earth. Mm -hmm. um, these don't live on Earth and they only come out for the 12 days of each year. They live in Earth. Right? Basically, yeah. Okay. Basically in the core. Um, since they are only here for a short amount of time and are more impish and stupid than purely malevolent, um, this led to a number of theories of how t they were created. One connects them to masquerades of the ancient Roman winter festival of, work with me, Bacchanalia. Bacchanalia. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was said that the creatures were hidden under masks, um, though this could have just been stories of drunk people. Yeah. Uh, it could have just been saying rumors, you know? Right. Um, please give me a second. I need to take a drink. I'm sorry. Slurp so bad. There's ice. How really am I supposed bad. to work? I'm gonna. Slurp I don't the slurp, ice slurp that bad. I don't think. At least I didn't do it right in the mic. <laughs> we just like sit here all quiet. And watch you, it. Did anybody hear that? No. Okay. I know that was. I was pretty <laughs> slurpy. I'm sorry. Okay, so one of the first folklores I will be talking about is in. It's a Siberian folklore. Um, so again, this is a different name. Uh, these were called... Work with me? Here we go. Karakonzula. There you go. <laughs> Remember, these are Greek words. I don't speak Greek, okay? <laughs> I don't even know the beginning of Greek, so I'm sorry. Um, the 12 days of Christmas were previously called the unbaptized days. Uh, they were considered a time where demonic forces of all kinds were believed to be more evil and active during this period. Um, people would not draw their attention, so they, or to not draw their attention, people wouldn't go out late at night. These creatures were imagined to be heavy, short, and ugly. It is said that this lore, or it is said in this lore that the creatures would jump on someone's back if they were caught out late at night. The person would have to carry them around all night wherever they wanted. So the little creature would just be like, I want to go here. I want to go there. I want to go here. So all night, the person would have to carry them around. Um, once dawn came around, the I'm just going to call them cons. That way we're not confused with the other lore. Um, the cons would jump off the person's back and run away. <laughs> so they'd just be chilling on the back the whole time. Can anybody else see them? I'm did I say no? I don't think so because it said that only certain people can see them okay. earlier. But this is also a different folklore, so maybe everybody can't see them. That's why they don't go out at night to not. I wonder, does the person who's carrying them on their back, like, know? Or, uh, like, are they being, like, brainwashed? Mm. Like, because they probably can't see mm -hmm. that it's on their back. I don't know, but if he has to, like, go everywhere that the can is telling him to. But what if, he, what if he's just, like, 
whispering that, like i don't know like, like kind of imagining it like like you said like brainwash is like not there but yeah there. like yeah like they just maybe i don't know i don't know they're uh, being like, controlled i don't even know if this is real um um it definitely is oh i've sorry. already decided okay <laughs> <laughs> um they are also known to torture people who commit adultery adulterers were known to sneak out of their homes while their partner slept and visit the person they were cheating on uh, their partner with. Uh, or they would even go meet prostitutes sometimes. Uh, the cons would sit and wait for the person cheating on top of their door frame on the front door. Mm. <laughs> so they'd just be chilling on top, just sitting there. Imagine the short, little, ugly creature just, like, sitting, sitting on top there. of your door frame. <laughs> um, yeah, like an elf on the shelf. Elf on um, the shelf. <laughs> And they would then jump on their back, on the adultery's back, uh, lash them with a stick, scratch them, or dig at sharp nails in the person's back and neck. I like these guys. Yeah. <laughs> this, one, this one's good. It's, it's attacking the bad people. Right. Um, this would cause the person getting attacked, and it would force them to run throughout forests near wherever they lived all night. So the creature would be attacking them all night until the break of dawn. Again, at the break of dawn, the creature would run away. Attacking it is... the treater. Yep. My ex-boyfriend's going to have one of those sitting on top of his, <laughs> his door frame waiting to jump People on have him. three sitting there, not just one. <laughs> three on the thing. <laughs> Dude, that'll be a good one. Um... It is claimed that the cons would come back every night until the adulterer confessed their sins to their partner. So, that man would have three coming back every night because he never admitted. Mm. <laughs> and a oop. <laughs> oop. Um, so, now we're going into a different folklore. This one is turkey folklore. Again, a different name. Um, it is known as the Care on Concolos. It is male violent creature in northeast Turkey. It is a variety of the boogeyman. So I'm assuming it's kind of like their boogeyman. Um, Usually they're uh, rather harmless. They sometimes are evil. They are believed to have thick, hairy fur like a Sasquatch. According to Turkish, Turkish myth, they appear on the first 10 days of the dreadful cold. So their dreadful cold, I'm assuming, is like around Christmas time. Okay. The creature is known to stand in murky corners and ask seemingly normal questions to people who pass by. So, like, do you know where this is? Or is this mm-hmm. the right direction? Or What time is it? Yeah, what time is it? Um, to escape any harm, you would have to answer each question using the word Kara, Turkish for black. So I'm assuming, I don't know if you would, like, answer them and then say Kara, or if you'd say, like, at the beginning and then answer. It didn't really go into detail about that, but you'd have to say that word every answer. Mm-hmm. Or you'd risk <clears throat> being struck dead by the creature. Dang. Look, this ne- <laughs> this typo says Kraftor. It says, C- for creature, is C-R-A-T-H-U-R-E. <laughs> <laughs> you must have been really tired. Dude, I was... I was trying to go with these. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to call these colos. So it is said that the colos would lure, lure people out, like outside, by mimicking voices of their loved ones. The victim of colos risked freezing to death if he or she could not awake from the charm. So I'm assuming, like, with this one, 
the victim mm-hmm. of the colos, if they couldn't, like, I'm assuming they'd go into, like, some type of trance, and if they couldn't get out of it, they'd die because they, they're standing in freezing cold because this is, like, the coldest time of the year for them. Okay, yeah. Next folklore. Uh, these start getting a little bit shorter, so... Um, this is a Bulgarian folklore. The name um, for this region is Karakonjul or... Karakonjul. Karakonjul. What? <laughs> Karakonjul. Karakon... Karakonjul. Maybe I should have learned Greek before I said all these. It's, it's Kara K-O-N-D-J-O. I don't know. I'm going to call really? these Joes. <laughs> <laughs> They are human-like, except for having hairy bodies. Okay, look at this. It says they're human-like, but they have hairy bodies, a tail, and large head with horns. <laughs> That's human-like, all right? Yeah. Um, or they can be one-eyed, standing on one leg. <laughs> or like a horse-headed man. <laughs> There's so many in this Bulgarian. Those are totally, completely different. Yeah, all totally three. different things. <laughs> oh, it is also considered a shapeshifter. <laughs> Which may appear as a dog, man, sheep, or calf. Mm. It is known to dwell in caves, rivers, and abandoned watermills and come out at night. A Bulgarian custom called kukiri is performed to scare away the evil creature and avoid contact. And then we have one more folklore. It is Albania. 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 (laughs) Come on. That's like the easiest oh. word. Albania folklore. Albania. Known as Kukip. Or Gyp- I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, they're known as Kukit? Kukuth? Okay. Kukuth. I got everybody buzzing out loud. So me and Gabby are on the mics, right? And then we have Myra and my dad on the side. And they're trying to be quiet in the background so y'all don't hear them, but I can't say any of these mother-loving words, bro. Uh, there's, it's they're really hard. Bad. Okay. Um, so that... <laughs> how do you say that? Cuckoos? Albania, fool. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Come Albania... On. Okay, so... Okay, let's start over with the, <laughs> the Albania folklore. Known as Kukit are gypsy undead corpse who go around in January... I don't really get what that means. A, an undead corpse? Yeah. I guess, like... A corpse that's back alive? alive? Yeah. But it's a gypsy. And they come in January. What the... That's... I don't... Uh... Um, they are... Apparently, they have chains attached to them and are extremely deadly. Or they have extremely deadly, stanky-ass breath. Stanky-ass breath. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Um, another version, this creature is vested with iron clothes, which is why chainmail armor is known as Kimish, Karakenkoli, and Albania. And yeah, oh, that is... You got the word right. I know. <laughs> Finally at the very end. <laughs> I know. And that is the lore of the Caliconzarios. And that is my Christmas story. Um, oh, I told you we would say what you... Um, Where's the U-log? Sorry. I like having people over here because, you know, they can help us. <laughs> <laughs> right? Look for the... While we're talking, they can right? Google the... Google so I'm going to tell you what a U-log is. 
and that is what they burn for the whole 12 days and the first lore that um i described so a yule log is um it's also known as a christmas block it is especially selected log burnt on a hearth as a christmas tradition in a number of countries in europe um it doesn't really say exactly so Maybe it's like a Yule's type of wood a, yeah it says it's so it says have like other traditions associated with yule such as yule boar the custom may ultimately derive from germanic paganism I don't know, it just sounds like a piece of wood, so... Yeah, like a certain type of wood. Yeah, this is a really cool phone case. Wow. <laughs> Fancy. <laughs> but that is my Christmas story. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas! I hope you have a fantastic time with your family. I hope you give us a review as a Christmas present. <laughs> I mean, if you want to... Do it. <laughs> Don't forget to go follow us on all our social medias. We say that at every end of our episode, or you can also find it in the description. Uh, you can also leave us voicemails at anchor.fm backslash booze with booze. Um, if you do leave us a voicemail, we will put you on one of our episodes, whether it be at the end or the beginning, so make sure you listen for that. Um, yeah. Can't think of anything else. Do you have anything to say, Gabby? No, I wish I had a story. We will get there. We weren't, I wasn't prepared. It's okay. It's okay. We know for next time. I I know these episodes are a little bit shorter this time, and I apologize for that. They will start getting more lengthier. Um, I did low-key research for stories last night, so Um, I tried. I tried. Um, I didn't really know what Christmas story to do because I wanted to do a really good one, but Mm -hmm. I didn't have the time to, like, go into detail. That's why... I went into this folklore, but I mean, it was was cute. Yeah, it was, it was quite a bit. So don't cheat. Don't go out late at night and you will be fine from the Calaconzarios. Yep. Oh, I said it right that time. (laughs) That was good. That was a good one. Damn, I'm impressed. (laughs) Thanks so much, guys. Um, Hope to see you next episode. Make sure you grab your Christmas drinks and drink with us. Um, But yeah. All right. See you later. See ya. Bye. If you would like to be featured in one of our future episodes by leaving us a voicemail, you can go to our website at anchor.fm backslash booze with booze or call our booze with booze number at 832-409-3085. If you'd like to send us your hometown stories, contact us at booze with booze, that's B-O-O-Z-E-E at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. All of our contact information and social media links will be in the description listed below. Bye!